0: Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. J. Rudd. For about 15 years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was. I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J. Rudd. It's life changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to auroralasic.com. That's auroralasic.com. Dr. J. Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com. It's time for the Ian Furness Show. You want me to turn it up? Send your text to 49451 on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Well, back in in the beautiful Carter Volkswagen Studios, Ian Furness with you on this, what is a sunny day so far, that will change in about an hour's time, I'm, I'm told by the weather folks. <laughs> but we're back in here today, hey, uh, thank you very much uh, to all involved yesterday who were uh, kind enough to, to make sure that we were uh, able to get on the air and have some fun over in beautiful P-Town, Pullman, Washington, for those that you, uh, that and I'm not, listen, I'm not dumb, I'm, I, well... I guess that could be argued at times, right? But uh, I do know that for some of you, you might have been listening to a baseball game yesterday. Last I checked, the uh, the local baseball team was playing, I believe, a day game during the day yesterday. So uh, for those of you that might have been uh, listening to and paying attention to or even sitting at the game in which the uh, Seattle Mariners came up with a 10-5 to win over the Miami Marlins to win their second straight series. Uh, we had a fun time. We had a fun show yesterday. We were in Pullman. Uh, spring football, I've been wanting to do that for a while, and, and uh, just it worked out schedule-wise for me and for for everyone, so uh, we went over there. It was a lot of fun, and it was a good time to do uh, to do a show in which we got a chance to talk to some guys, local player uh, from this side of the state. Isaac Dotson went to Newport, who, man, if you're going to build an NFL linebacker, this is a kid that was a quarterback in high school, started as a DB, special teams player. Man, I'll tell you what, Adam. He's the guy walking around. And actually, the funny thing is, uh, I did see a water jug or two yesterday when these guys came in. Oh. I forgot to mention that.
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: but he looks like water jug guy. Well, Isaac Dodson <laughs> does. Uh, but, boy, nice kid. Very polite. I met him a couple of years ago at a Seahawk training camp. He was there with his dad, uh, who I knew a little bit from, from college, uh, who was a wrestler uh, back when he still a wrestling program. Uh, Father Michael, but uh, really, really nice young man, so it was great to have Isaac on, who's going to have uh, paired along with another fellow Eastside kid, uh, Peyton Pelour, Uh Two of the three linebacker spots nailed down for the Cougs, and then uh, we have not, I, I taped an interview with Jamal Morrow, one of the, the, part of the three-headed monster of the running backs, but uh, kind of the leader of the group, in a sense. I talked to Jamal, who also has a great story about he's the guy that takes every coin flip. And We'll probably play that on Tuesday, I think, Adam. It doesn't time out. It's just it's a general – it was a fun interview. Probably play that Tuesday. And the big – the centerpiece, I had a chance to have a sit-down with, with Luke Falk. And to my knowledge, not something that anybody on the radio had done here in terms of face-to-face, a sit-down, a long conversation with uh, – he was a 2015 All-Pac-12 quarterback, uh, first team last year. He was second team behind Jake Browning. Uh, Maxwell finalist. I mean, the awards go on and on, all kinds of records. But really a humble, nice young guy. We'll hear from Luke Falk. I'm going to replay that because I know a lot of people missed it. We'll replay that coming up at about 120 today. A uh, couple things to get into. Baseball team, they continue to win. They had a really nice homestand. They won two of the three series. They go 6-3 and three at home. They, they ended up having a, a, a solid, solid homestand. They're still two games under 500. It, you know how it, it speaks volumes as to how bad they started the year. That they can come home, have a really good home stand after the first series, and you're still two games under 500. But they uh, they hit the road tonight. Nine Diamond Lock will return at 2:15 today.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> excited for that.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right then. Uh, that's coming up at two. That's your chance if you're listening right now at 2:15 to win some Mariner tickets. My Mariner tickets uh, will tell you how with Nine Diamond Lock previewing tonight's game. Uh, we'll check in with uh, Matt Slickock, Mikolas. That's coming up at two fifteen. I think one of the things I wanted to do today, I and we'll spend some time talking baseball at that point in time. This is a this is a crazy day because you heard the the promo at the top of the hour with uh, our buddy, your buddy, my buddy, everyone's best friend.
1: Creepy promo.
0: Well, why do you think it's creepy? Hey, kids. <laughs> Just that right there. I. Yeah, I, okay. I can see that. The hey kids part, he's not creepy though. No. In terms no, of kids. No, no. He's actually, he, I wish he'd had kids. He, He's great around kids, man. I'll never forget I think the first day my kid met him. He was probably like, boy, how old would he be? He's 14 now. He's probably like 5 or 6. First time he met Softy and they sat there and I didn't know, I, I could. they were talking Star Wars. I couldn't tell who the <laughs> kid was. Uh, they were great. But Softy, uh, he mentioned and I was excited for him, for the show, for everything. And then I started thinking about it even before this stuff came out and I'll get to it in a second. But the n f l is is a it's a weird beast they are they are the kings the n f l is the king of promotion they they nobody no league does a better job of of a look at me attention grabbing uh focal point of everything they do i mean they just they make a news event out of everything i mean everything when was it adam it was a week ago we weren't we down doing uh It was a baseball game, right? It was opening day. Yeah. A week ago, Monday. Yeah, Yeah. so it was like 10 days ago, 10, 11 days ago. We were down at Jimmy's for opening day. And remember the big story that day? It was the the preseason schedule. came out, And they made such a big deal of that, and yet they didn't even give you game times or dates. They just told you who you're playing. Right. That's all they did. The Seahawks are playing. X, Y, and Z. They tell you who you're playing, and that turns into a big deal. The NFL does a great job of that. This is why I'm kind of... I'm a little bit curious. I was talking to Kevin Shockey in Sports Pit about it. Today is the day at 5 o'clock that the NFL schedule is released. The regular season schedule. The one that really actually matters. The one that people truly care about. And I bring this up because we're all excited for 5 o'clock. The schedule is going to be released. Here's who you're playing. Well, we already know who they're playing. You're playing the NFC or AFC South, NFC East. So we already know the opponents. But... We don't know when, and we don't know what day of the week. In other words, is it, you know, what's, what's the one, you're going to have one Thursday night game. What's that game going to be? You're going to have at least a Monday night game. We kind of have an idea which one that's going to be. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, what Sunday night football games will you have? Are they going to be up on the road, or are they going to be at home? So all of that's exciting. And yet at 5 o'clock, it's supposed to be released on this primetime 8 o'clock Eastern special for the NFL Network. And lo and behold, it's trickling out every couple seconds. so and so is playing here. This team's playing there. I, I don't get that because I'm a still a big believer in every leak happens for a reason. I don't think a leak is a truly a leak. I just don't – I mean, that's, that was a, a basic premise I was taught in a class, a journalism slash political science class in college when I was a sophomore. And I, it's a premise I still hold true. There's no such thing as a leak. You leak it intentionally. Why do you leak it? Because you want somebody to get that information. That's not a leak. The definition of a leak is Oops. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. That's a leak. Like, what was it? Two years ago, I think it was, that the NFL, uh, I, th- I think the whole schedule came out like before the show even started. Yeah. Didn't something like happen yeah. with that? That might be a leak. It's like and,
1: three hours early. Like somebody yeah. hit the button
0: or something, yeah. right? They, yeah. they posted yeah. it. I think they posted it on the website exactly. or right. They, so, okay. That's not a leak. That's just a mistake. But the leaks are coming out. So slowly but surely, we're kind of seeing more and more who uh, the Seahawks may be playing. I'll, I'll go through that. We're going to spend some time at two o'clock with that, and I'm going to tell you at two o'clock why it's important. And I, you know, I, I I know a lot of times, you know, the coaches and the and the GMs and the players, they're going to say it doesn't matter. We play the games in front of us. You know, we go where we're supposed to go. We're going to play 16 games. We're going to play eight at home, eight on the road. You're going to hear every cliche imaginable, right? I'll tell you at two o'clock why it doesn't matter because it does matter. There, 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 is a, there is a reason to be curious from a football standpoint about the schedule. And we've seen in the past couple of years how that has worked, to be honest with you. So we'll tell you why it's important and we'll kind of break down you know, where it's going to be. We, we believe from all reports that the Seahawks are going to open up week one on the road against Green Bay. Back to Green Bay again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I've heard some say, hey, it's great they're not playing in the cold weather. I don't think it matters. Guys, I really, honest to goodness, I don't think it matters. You're playing a really good football team. You're playing a really good football team. And last year, we all know what happened. They got absolutely, I mean, that the, for the first time in, geez, how long? I mean, the first time in six years or whatever the hell it was, they just got boat raced, right? They just, I mean, they got, they had a game last year in Green Bay where they got flat out. Their asses kicked, and and they got they just got boat raced, and that happens. Um, but I don't think it mattered. And, and I remember just being there beforehand and thinking to myself, well, you know the fee- it was snowing lightly, but it wasn't overly cold. But they got beat thirty eight to ten, and they got beat in a game in which they just they just didn't have a shot. Now there's a couple of weird things that happened early on. A couple of things, you know, Russell was just. Atrocious. He threw his five interceptions and it was, you know, it was one of those games. But I don't know if it matters cold or not. What matters is you've got to play damn Green Bay again. Aaron Rodgers in his building. Hard count. That's what matters. I mean, it doesn't matter when you play him. It just matters you have to play him again. And that's just the way the schedule works out because the division winners, whatever the hell it was. So. Uh, so we'll go through it and tell you why coming up at two o'clock it is. Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIC and Dr. J. Rudd. For about fifteen years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything. Reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was, I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J. Rudd. It's life changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to AuroraLasic dot com. That's AuroraLasic dot com. Dr. Jay Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com. Important and why we are, I don't know if concerned is the right way, but I think we're curious as to how the schedule works. I think it is important how it works and how it looks. So we'll talk about that at 2 o'clock today. Uh, Rob Rang, another name you need to know coming up today at 145. 20 names. This would be what, Adam? This is 16. So 17, 18, 19, 20. So we do we finish it up on Wednesday next yeah. week? Correct. Yep. Okay. So next Wednesday we finish it up uh, with the twentieth name, and then what we're going to do? Yes. Well, actually, we aren't going to do this. Adam is going to do this. Getting, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> listen. I barely got us on the air yesterday from Pullman, Washington, and I would say I didn't, to be honest with you. Uh, others did, uh, including my good friend Terry Ryan and uh, Jerry, the engineer from Pullman, but. What Adam is going to do next next Thursday on the day of the draft is we're going to go – those 20 names, we're going to break it down about one minute on each of those 20 names as we get ready for the 2017 NFL draft. We're a week away. One week away. And a week from today, we'll be Ooh. at Dino's uh, Pub over in Renton across the street from the VMAC, getting ready for the uh, for the draft during during the lunch hour, and then have, uh, we'll head over there across the street for the draft coverage. Will the Seahawks even make a pick in the first round? I'm going to say 50-50. Maybe. Uh, Maybe fifty fifty. Hell, I'd say actually, if I was a betting man, sixty forty. I would put money on the fact they won't even make a pick the first day. If I was a betting man, I just, I just, I, I just—that's who they are. They want, they want to get, they have to accumulate more picks. They're not going to start Saturday sitting on their thumbs with like for three and a half hours before they finally get to their sixth round pick. They just that's that's not in John Schneider's makeup. He can't do that. He could not handle himself. So they'll make a move. Whether it's with the first round pick or one of the later picks, we'll find out. All right. So we come back. Here's what we got coming up Schedule Talk coming up at 2. We'll uh, hear Rob Rang's naming you need to know at 145 today. And in case you missed it yesterday, and I think even if you're not a Cougar fan, you'll enjoy this. He's one of the biggest stars in the Pac 12 the last couple of years, but not a guy you hear from a lot. Uh, All conference pick, first team two years ago, second team pick last year. He will be one of the uh, early favorites to win the Maxwell, Davey O'Brien, all those types of quarterback awards, along with Jake Browning here in Seattle, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I had a chance to sit down, have a long conversation with Luke Falk. He's coming up next. Now back to Ian Furness, live from the Carter Volkswagen Studios, on your home for the 2017 NFL Draft, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. Uh, Yeah, a little early for the Falk sisters, but uh, there's a reason for that. Hey, real quick, and I don't know if I – my, my mistake, if I didn't mention this earlier, or, or that I didn't mention this earlier, I'm not sure if it's been talked about, uh, Tiger Woods' official Twitter account and his uh, website, Tiger Woods Ventures, announcing a short time ago that he's undergone successful back surgery to alleviate ongoing pain in his back and his leg. Um, the statement from Tiger says the surgery went well. I'm optimistic this will relieve my back spasms and pain when healed. I look forward to getting back to a normal life, playing with my kids, competing in professional golf and living without the pain I've been battling so long. Uh, so he went through this, uh, this, this uh, minimally invasive anterior-lumbar-interbody fusion is what they call it. Uh, they removed the damaged disc. They reevaluated the collapsed disc, and uh, basically they uh, allowed the vertebrae to heal. Uh, it was performed in Texas as well. Uh, they continue to say he'll gradually begin his rehabilitation once that is accomplished, his workouts will be healed and geared to allowing him to return to competitive golf. So, uh, the good news is is that Tiger Woods will rest for several weeks. Then he'll begin physical therapy, and uh, full activity expected in six months for Tiger Woods. But he does go undergo back surgery. That would mean obviously he's done for this particular golf season. Would you tell me earlier what was he for the U.S. Open? He was a forty to one. Forty to one. Well, if you're one of those guys who put money down on the 40 to 1, you might as well just go ahead and rip that ticket up because yeah. he he's done. Uh, but he'll be back. It sounds like he's going to be able to come back and at least give it a go uh, at some point next year. So, kind of the good news, bad news thing with Tiger Woods uh, undergoing that back surgery today. We'll keep an eye on the schedule, tell you why it's important at 2 o'clock today. And, uh, why that? Uh, why that's a very important uh, – why the schedule means something. I, I know a lot of people say, hey, it doesn't matter. You, you won't hear any coaches or anybody saying anything negative publicly, but they'll be the ones that will be kind of moaning and groaning. But I'll kind of explain why it does matter. We'll do that coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, but yesterday I had a chance. I was really excited about this because, you know, we've watched him play for a while, and, and the way it works at Wazoo, they, they do a very – I don't want to say a good job, but they do an effective job of really kind of making sure you don't hear a lot from some of the players once the season begins. Now, Gabe Marks was an exception to the rule. He did his own thing, uh, was out there, and obviously was uh, was in front of everybody every single week on the podium. But Luke Falk is a guy that when you've seen him and heard him, very quiet, soft-spoken. And I thought, you know, we need to get to know one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Luke Falk. We need to get to know him a little bit. So I was over in Pullman yesterday. In case you missed it, I know a lot of people are listening or are watching a baseball game yesterday. Here's my long sit-down with the quarterback of Washington State heading into his senior year, Luke Falk. Rob Rank joins me again. It's the 20 28- name. <laughs> Luke Falk is with me in Furness with you as we uh, sit here uh, in what we like to call God's country, the rolling hills of the Palouse. Mm-hmm. Long way from Utah.
2: Yes, it is. This yeah. is home now. It is. This is home now.
0: What? You go back all those years. And, and the road you came, you got to come here, and we've talked about it, everyone's kind of, you know, talked about, you know, how you got here. And now you have one year left. As you look back, what's the thing that jumps out as, as the reason you came here in the first place? Because this isn't for everybody.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to come up here uh, ever since Coach Leach got the job. Uh, this was the number one place I wanted to go, and it just so happened that I got a preferred walk-on opportunity. A little at the time that I know that's just – basically being a walk-on <laughs> with a wait, 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 so
0: when i see kids saying hey i'm blessed to receive a preferred walk-on yeah, yeah. are they be, really blessed
2: you know you're blessed that you get the opportunity you're, <laughs> not, you're not blessed with any other money or anything like that but you get the opportunity you get to go to camp so that's that's what preferred means oh uh, but uh no i think a lot of things have really just kind of uh worked out for my way there's been a lot of great people in my life um helping me along and you know it's been a process and just trusting that process and uh, you know, it's just I I'm, I'm blessed that I have a great coaching staff here. Um just so thankful to Coach Leach and everybody that gave me an opportunity and for my teammates and uh, you know, everybody that's been with me on this journey along the way and it's definitely not over and just having a blast right now.
0: Luke, how hard was it to make the decision to come back?
2: Uh not that hard. Not that hard at all. You know, I love I love Pullman, I love uh, being a Cougar. I love what it's all about and you know we have unfinished business. We've been uh you know, we've been a game away the last two years of, of uh, really our goals and uh, we, w- we want to get it done this year and you know it's been a big driving factor for this off season. and uh, you know it was really just a field-based thing for me you know I, it felt right to come back so I wanted to come back. You know uh, were you aware of of the stress in the social media world and the fan
0: bases <laughs> and I'm sure in the offices although coaches never left that on but I mean it was your decision was uh, you know at least for Cougar fans it was LeBron like you know it was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it was.
2: Uh, no I didn't really uh, I didn't really know because I'm not on social media much and you know, I pretty much just assumed that everybody knew I was coming back. I mean, I my teammates knew, and you know, I felt like majority of my coaches knew, and so it really, really wasn't uh, you know I, I wasn't aware. And then they told me to make an announcement or whatever. I didn't really think I had to, but made an announcement. And then <laughs> so
0: Bill Stevens, the SID, said, "Hey, you got to say
2: something." Hey, yeah, they're like, "Hey, Luke, you gotta you gotta mention you're coming back or something." And, you know, I thought thought that was already assumed, but anyways, you had packed up, you hadn't got ready nah, to or No, 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 I hadn't even thought of anything like that. I was thinking about you know what classes I'm gonna be taking in the spring and things like that. Who's
0: uh? I'm looking down the field. We're in the we're in the visitors press or visitors radio booth. And I mm-hmm. look down the field, and I said, "Man, who's the guy running out there? He looks. He's pretty good. He can run some pretty good routes. Great hands. Who is that guy
2: out there? You got you got the White Knight River Craycraft out there. But what's refreshing is to see a quarterback throwing to him. He had his girlfriend out there throwing to him the other day, trying to get some work in. Nobody wanted to throw to him, and so he <laughs> he finally found somebody that. I'm not going to downgrade her arm, though. She had a great arm. Did she? Yeah, but it was just
0: like powder puff arm, or was it? Uh, no, it was kind
2: of better. You know, really? I think, I think she'd max out at like 40 yards. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I give credit where credit's due. But
0: no, I mean, how many guys? How many quarterbacks you have on the rosters? Like, there's a, there's a couple guys behind you. Not so much Tyler or, or Gordon. There's a couple other guys, aren't there? Preferred walk-ons.
2: Yeah, we got a few guys.
0: Couldn't they go out there and toss to them?
2: Yeah, I think uh, we got Trey Tinsley out there getting some extra work with him. Okay, so.
0: good. Yep, yep. So the girlfriend was throwing a river
2: she was yeah yeah river's all about ball so so
0: that like is that him though in a nutshell like it, it, it doesn't matter i just have to get out there and work doesn't matter who throws to me
2: no i mean that's just him he just wants to get out there feel like he's he's getting better and getting uh you know improving and like i said football is his life you know it's not what he does it's who he is i i
0: wonder uh you know i talked to isaac dodson about this earlier your roommate i'll get into that with him Oh, he was here on
2: the show today yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I'll, we'll get into that in a second um but in a serious note, one of the things I asked him about was what do you get out of football? What do you get out of being here? What do you get out of out of just as a as a college football player outside of hey, you're on the field you you, you know got, some guys have an opportunity maybe to go play the next level, make some money uh you get your scholarship at some point, no longer for walk on paid for <laughs> the education's paid for. What's the other thing you get out of this?
2: You know, I think you get a lot, a lot of life lessons. You know, you create a lot of relationships. Uh, you know, I think football can teach you a lot of things about, uh, you know, being a good human, doing the right things, working as a team. Um, you know, giving up your ego for the betterment of the team, and and really just buying into a, a kind of a whole unit. So I think uh, there's a lot of life lessons in it, um, and I think.
0: Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. Jay Rudd at Aurora Lasic and com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact, it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's com. Dr. Jay Rudd. He is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's auroralasic.com for your refractive lens exchange.
2: With the Lucky Lens Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking.
1: Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's what I get out of it, and then obviously, you know, with school and stuff like that, a little time management as well. Uh, being a college athlete, you know, you got to you got to manage your time. But really, I think just uh, some deeper meanings in the game football,
0: the, the relationships you get too. I
2: mean, I and I think that's too one of the things it feels
0: like. I mean, could you ever have imagined that you would be living in a house? coming out of the state of utah and i spent i lived in utah for five years it's a it's a different place much like pullman's a different it's a little, place. it's a little bubble it's a, little, a bubble. yeah the, the we used to call it the uh the planet utah and <laughs> so but it's it's you know, you're living in a house you from utah jamal morrow from california and two guys from the east side in seattle that's yeah. a that's a pretty different kind of group that all has melded together and, and obviously you guys are very tight
2: yeah no i mean i love those guys and you know i love pretty much every one of my teammates uh what I love about football is, like you said, you come from all different backgrounds, you know, different races, different places, and really you just – none of that matters. You're, you all have a common goal, and you're really all working towards that, and, you know, you don't recognize any of that other stuff. And, you know, I wish we could take that some of, some of that into society and things like yeah. that, and, you know, I think we'd be a much better – you know, be a better world. But, uh, you know, I just appreciate the game. I appreciate – where I'm at, and I appreciate my teammates.
0: Well said, Luke Falk with me uh, for a few more minutes. Uh, so I look down, we see River Craycraft working out between him and Gabe Marks. It's a lot of receptions that aren't back this yep. year. That's the number one question everybody asked you. I know that that's the case. Uh, why should, should Cougar fans not be worried about replacing those two, and why are you not worried?
2: You know, I think we, we're a really balanced team right now. We've had a lot of young guys step up. Uh, they get a lot of talent. Um, you know, our coaches are doing a tremendous job. Uh, Coach Leach is really just getting those guys, you know, getting the most out of those guys, and you know we got uh, amazing running backs back there. Coach By, I think, uh, an incredible coach, and Coach DeMastro, who maximizes their potential, and uh, you know our offensive line, we got a lot of returners, so I think we're we're gonna be just fine. We got a lot of guys that are stepping up right now, and I mean this spring's just been fun watching those guys. Uh, You know, we got some guys. I mean, one person one day, the next uh, – it'll be like Des one day, it'll be CJ the next day, it'll be TJ, then Isaiah, then Rob Blue. All the slots are having great. So it's just – you know, I can't even name them all off. I feel like I'm leaving people out because I probably am. But, uh, you know, it's just been really fun. So I, I, when I watch Rupert Craycraft working
0: out on the field right now, and I think back to watching number 21 on the field the last few years, mm-hmm. the thing that comes to mind always is if a ball was near him, it got caught. It was right. as simple as that. And Gabe Marks was the same way. In fact, it was always a – one of the dumbest things I think we that I've seen during the draft process and we cover the draft the a lot obviously. Yeah, the hands with yeah. Gabe Marks and I I, I like you've got to be kidding me. Um I mean it, you'd find a receiver somewhere that doesn't have one drop in the course of a year or whatever it might be. But you, you made a statement the other day that I think people are going, What a sec
2: who's the kid that you says that you said has the best hands you've ever seen? Yeah, Esop Winston. I mean that guy Better than this guy down here. He he can catch anything. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, and you can't even hear him catch it. That's how you know he's got great hands. Uh, you know, I threw a ball yesterday that probably shouldn't have been thrown, and he found a way to make a catch. I mean, he he's had like five one-handed catches this year already in spring, and the more confident he's getting, I mean, you can just see it on a, you know, more confident in the playbook, the more confident he is out there. And, you know, he's just doing a really good job. And, like I said, he's just kind of a physical freak with his hands. How, is, how are you going to miss Gabe
0: uh, on the field, obviously?
2: I mean, the all-time leading receiver in the, in the
0: conference. <laughs>
2: already know it's coming. Off the field?
0: Well, what's he like <laughs> in the room? Because we know what he's like on the podium on Mondays when he's talking to Jacob and Stephanie and everything like yeah. that and doing his thing. And just basically, no one asks. He's, you know, he's, he's he, running the show. He runs he, the show. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen. I mean, listen, I cover the Seahawks, and I, Bennett and Sherman, and a lot of guys are outspoken. I've never seen anybody run the show like this guy does. What's he like in
2: that room? He's like that. You know, he's, Gabe's just Gabe. He's Gabe all the time. He's not going <laughs> to give you any vanilla answers. I mean, Gabe is Gabe. So he's just an awesome person to be around. He's fun to be around, good energy. And uh, Do you miss
0: the, that? There's also probably a, a swagger to him. Mm-hmm. How much do
2: you miss that? I mean, that's something that,
0: I mean, he, you know, offensive linemen, defense linemen could bring an element of toughness sometimes. Right. I, I kind of felt like he did that for your team as well on the offensive side.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely was a huge part of our identity, and we definitely have to replace him and, uh, You know, it's going to be tough to do. He's a a tremendous player, and obviously, you know, he's got the stats and, uh, you know, the respect to back that up. But we just got to find somebody else, and that's part of spring ball, trying to find our identity, trying to, you know, fill out our players and see – you know, see really where our strengths are and our weaknesses. As many times as
0: you throw the football, people always talk about the, the, the beating at times that you take back there, but it felt like last year with the development of Dillard at left tackle and obviously the best offensive lineman in the conference, even though the conference coaches didn't see it that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's probably a little <laughs> sore about that too. Is he?
0: Well, good. That's yeah, probably, yeah. I would think, a 375-pound guy that was an outlet yeah. finalist sore is probably a good thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that group up front, how much better are they than they were even three or four years ago?
2: Yeah, I mean, we got got Cole leading the bunch up there and Cody. Um, Those guys have played a lot of football games. And Dillard, uh, last year I thought he played tremendous. And, you know, really just replacing a great center in Riley Sorensen and a great right guard in uh, Eduardo Middleton. But, you know, those guys are competing out there and really uh, doing a really good job for us right now. And, you know, just basically the whole line, they all get to get on the same page. And the more they hang out with each other, the more they uh, create that identity that they had last year up front. What's your coach like? Coach Leach is Coach Leach. I mean, he's kind of like Gabe in that manner. I think Gabe kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, saw Coach Leach how he was and kind of replicated that. But Coach Leach, I mean, he—that's he, actually a good
0: point. Is that is that? I mean, Gabe when he first came on campus, was he always that way, or did he did he morph into the he, L.A. I version think he of Coach Leach? Evolved into Coach yeah.
2: Leach. Yeah, I think he, he kind of did that. But Coach Leach has always been the same day one. I mean, and what's great is in any situation he's always the same. You know, we could be. I mean, like all those game winning drives we've had, I mean, he's the same person, calm, cool, and collected, you know, telling jokes. I'm basically asking what he wanted to do play wise to run against, I think it was like UCLA. He's like, well, let's probably just go score. I mean, that's just kind of his mentality. <laughs> so that you know, way, that's that simple.
0: That game, when you hit marks for the game winning touchdown with, what, three seconds left.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: they had just, Rosen had scored on the ground, which has never happened and probably will never happen again. Yeah. And you're thinking, what the hell? And he just said, just go score?
2: Uh, i'm asking for the play and he, i'm like coach what do you think the best play is we, we, when we're we gonna do here he's like ah oh, you know probably just go score a touchdown that'd be the best I'm like yeah all right
0: what do uh, you do? just go back to the huddle and go uh yeah then he finally signals <laughs> it in and stuff
2: but that's just how his mind works just that, you know he, he sees the game simply and i think that helps me out a lot because you know i got the you know you want to make everything perfect out there and he really just sees it in simple terms and uh, i think that's really why he's been successful at places that you're probably not supposed to be successful he's done a I mean his track record's great. He, he surrounds himself with great coaches and he he's a tremendous coach. Do you have a favorite win? UCLA, Oregon. I mean they're all they're all any wins a uh, my favorite win. Um you know those ones definitely fun. I think beating Oregon at Oregon was kind of like I almost felt like some weight was lifted off the program. That felt a like a bit. program changer. Yeah, yeah. I mean that game was that was, game was different. Um so I think that one's definitely up there in the top, but really any win I love.
0: Uh, we mentioned your roommates, Luke Falk, with me before we go. Uh, so
2: they've had their say. Yeah, yeah, I heard heard they're talking some,
0: well, let me some see. stuff on me. Uh, my understanding now. I, listen, you're talk, I'm a guy that that in the last three years changed my life in terms of how I eat. Uh-huh. Uh You know, went from 280 to less than 280, and and tried to get into a better eating mode. So I I, I respect that. Now, they say though, you take it to a whole different level. Is that true?
2: Yeah, I might. I mean I think I just do things a little differently than the normal person, but What does Morro do? I mean, Morrow's got ego waffles, he's always got his little pecan pie or whatever it is. Uh Peach Cobbler, he's got ice cream always. I mean that dude eats whatever he wants. <laughs> and you're and you're organic and,
0: and you know, I, got, I got
2: special water and stuff like that what is they it essentia yeah a little sentia hey it's out of it's out of washington so is it you know bothell washington it says there you yeah, go yeah. see you're a, you're supporting the local a lo- economy lo- yeah local
0: local guy yeah. all right so so like it's all organic though for you right you
2: know i definitely by well, the coach by well, the strength coach is funny this year i've had to change a little things up because they want me to gain some weight so i've had to eat some things I'd usually don't want to eat and so you know, this year's been a little different but w- when I like to get back to my basics, yeah, I'd say it's organic and, Okay, so if
0: you if you want to treat yourself, what do you have?
2: I really like Porch Light Pizza here. You gotta go try it out. It's a kind of a Have you guys I, done even, that? Porch light? Yes, no? Porch light? My daughter's here. Yeah? No? It's I, better I de- it's I better than Cellas? You know, I haven't been to Cellas much. I I did that when I was a you know young freshman. Yeah. I can go walk down to the dorm. Or the, down there to right. Cella's from the dorm. So Cella's
0: is like the freshman or alum thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I porch think Likes. a lot of I think a lot of alums really yeah. really love that. It's a calzone. Yeah, and I'm like a 20 second walk away from Porchlight, so I so can you just do go that. down there. And so
0: Porchlight Pizza is your that's your go-to. That,
2: that's kind of my go-to here. Yeah, yeah. What
0: do we need to know about Dotson?
2: Dotson. Dotson is a physical specimen. That guy is That guy is crazy. I mean, and that dude will eat wherever he wants. <laughs> oh, and, really? Yeah, it just, I don't know. Do you have a separate fridge in your house? No, no, you, you, you're you your certain drawers and stuff, and Jamal always tries to put his freaking cheese on my stuff or whatever, <laughs> but, and, and we, we're, right now we're in the middle of, who's doing the dishes, because I feel like I'm putting mine away, and they feel like they're putting theirs away, and they have this past notion that I never did the dishes, so it's kind of a power struggle on the dishes, so. I think they've sat in there for a good week right now. So, nobody's so, nobody's nudging. Nobody's going to move on it. You you walk into your
0: house. You're uh, an all pack 12 quarterback, two years in a row, Player of the Year, all that,
2: all the things on your resume. They couldn't care less. Oh, they. I mean, they just see me for for what I am, Luke. You know. <laughs> and, yeah. So they give me a lot of crap.
0: How excited are you for this year? I'll wrap it up with that. How how how, how are you excited for this particular team this year?
2: Yeah, I'm you know I'm super pumped. Uh, we got a lot of seniors, uh, a lot of guys that came in with this class, and you know we wanted to change the program around, and we have a, a year to do it right now. So I'm really excited. I'm excited for now. I'm excited for the process, and uh, you know I'm excited for this warm weather that's coming right now. It's a little late though, isn't it? It is late. I swear we didn't have spring. I think it just a huge. You know, I, winter. I keep stretch. hearing. For, I keep
0: hearing from my daughter that, that that the kids feel they've been cheated this year.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, you haven't really seen that many outdoor parties that you do on the college hill, and they're starting to come out now. Yeah, you know, a little late, but oh well.
0: Well, it's not like you're going to go have a burger at one of those. I mean, unless, no, it's, an, no. unless it's organic grass right, fed or Right, right. I mean. Maybe the, the Cook
2: will put <laughs> put a good order grass fed burger. Uh,
0: listen, I, I I went here 30 years ago. They have the same grease on that on that grill they did then. So I, I for you, stay the hell I'm away. My, yeah, I might stay away way. <laughs> hey, I really appreciate it. Come by. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. There you go, Luke Falk. Uh, yesterday, very relaxed, very confident. You know, one of the things I asked him about, along with uh, Isaac Dodson and Jamal Morrow, who you hear about, is just what do you what do you get out of college? Because what I did notice with these guys, and I think you see this a lot of times with, you know, the, uh, uh, I say. Uh, a student that's not a student-athlete, but I think you see it with these guys as well, the bonding, the friendships, you get more out of that than football. And there's, this, there's such a huge push right now about how the kids have to get paid, and that's a debate I know that's going to go on forever and ever. But I think at times we, we always come back and you'll hear the, well, hey, they get their scholarship, they get their school paid for, they get that. I think what you heard the theme the last couple of days is something that doesn't get talked about enough. What football and what sports and what being a student-athlete gives these guys and women that are playing sports as well, it doesn't matter. I think is something we can't even quantify. We can't. We can't really quantify. We can't really put a price tag on it. Uh, but the friendships, the bonds, the memories. I think it was Dotson said yesterday, Adam. It was. Uh, Four years of college, you get forty years out of four years of college with friendships, yeah. something along those lines, and it's very true. And I saw, you know, list, listening to these guys. I mean, you think about the group that lives together: Jamal Morrow from California, Isaac Dodson and Peyton Paluer from the East Side, and they got a kid from uh, from from Utah, all living together. The bond they have is, and then the friendships they have is really special. Uh I just it, it kind of it kind of blew me away because I don't think that gets talked about enough. There's a value you can't put a price tag on it that those guys get that all college athletes, student athletes get out of uh, out of their schooling as well. Uh we'll come back. We'll check in with Rob Rang. He's got another name you need to know. There's 20 Names you need to know for the 2017 NFL Draft if you're a Seahawks fan. And the top of the hour, we'll go through the schedule for what we know so far. The official NFL schedule is supposed to be released about 5 o'clock today on Softy Show. We'll tell you why it's important to keep an eye on how that schedule shakes out. We'll do that at 2 o'clock. Now back to Ian Furness, live from the Carter Volkswagen Studios, on your home for the 2017 NFL Draft, Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. Uh, Kimmy mentioned, uh, I'm going to just mention this real fast. Kimmy mentioned in the traffic report a moment ago that um, Madison and Western Avenue, some uh, some issues going on downtown Seattle. Uh, two police officers have been shot there, so uh, stay away from that area, and obviously uh, we'll update you if you hear anything as well. But um, according to various media reports, a couple of police officers shot near Madison and Western Avenue in response to a robbery down there today so uh traffic bad but obviously the concern is uh not for the traffic for the two officers involved in that shooting so uh best to them we will uh we get back to sports we've got the nfl schedule day today coming out here in a little bit at five o'clock softy's going to give you a chance to win tickets uh as well to i believe the opener the home opener for seattle which we believe i don't believe we we are hearing could be our good friends the niners the Niners, the uh, the lone remaining team in the Bay Area, although I guess the Oakland's still kind of there. Uh but it looks like it might be the Niners on uh, the seventeenth of September. But we're keeping an eye on all the uh, all the, the the schedule information as it kind of leaks out here or there.
1: Raiders um, having a big draft party, by the way. Tell yeah. people
0: where they're doing that at.
1: Uh so the Raiders are holding their draft party at the Las Vegas Sign. Hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> Not even Hooters. Not so, circus, circus. The so, Las Vegas sign. So the sign. Yes.
0: I, just the sign. I, 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 I... Like is how many bars and you were in Vegas last <laughs> week? Help me out. Are there other options? Uh just a few outside of the obvious that you're not having. Why the fact you're not having it in Oakland? You're still there. Just absolutely really just no just brain dead clueless in terms of what they uh of their fan base all right uh rob rang we are seven days away from the nfl draft he's been giving us names you need to know as far as the 2017 nfl draft if you are a seahawk fan if you missed it yesterday we had a husky right we had a husky name it. yesterday uh but here's your latest name you need to know from rob rang on the beacon plumbing hotline It's time for Rob Rang from NFLDraftScout.com to count down the 20 names Seahawks fans need to know on your home for the NFL Draft and the 12th man, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. Rob Rang joins me. 20 names you need to know if you're a Seahawks fan for the 2017 NFL Draft. We started this thing out talked about a lot of offensive linemen, went down the defensive line, kind of plays uh, positions of need for the Seahawks. Uh, Talked about a couple cornerbacks already. And today we're going to do the same thing uh, from the great state and the great program that is the University of Florida. Tell us, Rob, about Quincy Wilson.
1: Yeah, Quincy Wilson. You know, we've been talking about some of these other players that you know at programs that have so much talent around them. It's the same thing at Florida. Ian, I mean, there is a terrific player on the other side uh, at Florida, Tease Tabor, um, who also is going to wind up being a first or second round pick at the cornerback position. They have Marcus May, a safety, who is a likely day two, maybe day early, day three pick. Quincy Wilson might just be the best one of the bunch, but you know, he was they had the least uh, bit of hype about him throughout most of. Of, of his career, but you know, in terms of just size and physicality, this is a player who fits in exactly with what the Seahawks are looking to do. Six foot one, uh, two hundred and eleven pounds, so much bigger than most cornerbacks, but still ran a four point five four second in the forty yard dash. And it's an interesting story. Years ago, I had a conversation with a longtime talent evaluator who told me that, that one of the things that Pete Carroll prioritizes is, is size and length. Of, of the arms over straight line speed. So, you know, for most teams, they're looking for cornerbacks who run in the four threes. Pete Carroll has always been a guy who has advocated having longer arms or greater height at cornerback, and he'll take those corners that ran the four fives or even four sixes as Richard Sherman did all those years ago. So, you know, it's interesting that, that Quincy Wilson kind of has the size and physicality that, that Seattle has prioritized. He only, uh, opposing quarterbacks only completed 40% of their passes against him a year ago, um, but he is not the elite athlete that you generally would expect out of a player coming coming from Florida and and with all the hype that he has, he was only among the best among defensive backs in one of the tests at the combine. Uh, he had a 4.02 second time in the, in the short show, which is a good time, but but not an elite time. But at the same time, when you watch this kid on tape, you know, I mean, he is he is athletic, he is tough, he is very physical against the run. In fact, for some schemes, they're going to ask this kid to slide inside and play safety, and I feel very confident that he could do that. But for Seattle and their press-heavy scheme, I think that he would make a lot of sense just keeping him at the cornerback position. And the fact that he does have experience playing opposite another big-time cornerback talent, I think it makes him that much better suited to be able to come into Seattle and be able to hold up against the scrutiny he's going to face playing opposite Richard Sherman.
0: He just sounds like a physical guy is what you're telling me. He's not going to he's not gonna win any foot races with other cornerbacks or wide receivers, but he doesn't need to because he's going to get after the line of scrimmage is what you're telling me.
1: Absolutely. That, that's really Quincy Wilson's game. I mean, so much so, again, that I know a lot of teams are looking at him as a safety. And, and, and frankly, I think for a lot of clubs, that's where he's going to fit in best. But you know, he kind of shut me up. I was one of his critics. I thought he was going to be running in the four sixes instead. The four five four is is moving pretty good at 211 pounds, um, and you just watch him on tape. I mean, he can be beaten by the shorter, quicker receivers, and so that's going to be one of the knocks on him is he's he's a guy that you don't want to necessarily move him inside to play that nickel role. But you put him on the outside, and receivers are going to have a hard time getting off his initial press uh, just because of his size, uh, his length, and his physicality.
0: All right, Rob, thank you very much. Quincy Wilson, quarterback, Uh, real
1: quick, where would he go draft-wise? Where do you guys have him ranked right now? Yeah, we have him ranked 62nd overall, so I think that he would make a lot of sense for the Seahawks in that second-round selection.
0: Oh, I like it. Well, they need a corner with uh, Deshaun Shedd's injury. Quincy Wilson, uh, cornerback from Florida, another name to know. 20 of them. We're counting them down with Rob Rang. We'll wrap up the week tomorrow with Rob with another guy playing on the outside. Rob, thank you very much. Thank you. And, of course, Rob appearing on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. We're in the Carter Volkswagen Studios. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about what Rob had to say. The NFL schedule, why does it matter when Softy tells you at 5 o'clock today who and when the Seahawks are playing? We know who. It's just when and where, all that stuff. Why does it matter? We'll tell you coming up at 2 o'clock plus 9, Diamond Lock. Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. Jay Rudd at Aurora LASIK. And Auroralasic.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact, it's a life changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to Auroralasic.com. That's Auroralasic.com. Dr. J. Rudd, he is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's Auroralasic.com for your refractive lens exchange.